Welcome to Fangs and Folklore with your spooky host, Matthew Miller, expert in all things monster and paranormal. We give you pint-sized, bite-sized pieces of supernatural monster lore, exploring their origins, their history, and their meaning to the human condition. Listen, if you dare. <laughs> At approximately 0500 hours on January 4th, 2016, I was traveling to work on FM 1375 heading east towards I-45. As I was approaching the river bridge, I saw a reflection of eyes from the bridge and thought it was deer eyes. As I got closer, the eyes were approximately 7 to 8 feet high. Then I noticed the body of this thing. It was huge. I have spent many a year in the woods and have never seen anything like this. When I first saw it, I thought it was a person, or maybe a bear standing on its hind legs, but by its size alone, it was clear it was not a person. Close quote. What I just read you is an account of a Bigfoot sighting. Cryptid, however, is a creature that, although it also comes out of folklore, it could possibly be real and perfectly natural, but just something we have not yet discovered. There is crossover, of course, between monster and cryptid. So when you cover cryptids, especially in North America, you have to start with the big boy, the Mac Daddy of all cryptids, Bigfoot. What is a Bigfoot? And more importantly, is the plural Big Feet? Big Feet? Big Foots? Experts say it's Bigfoots. Bigfoots, which kind of makes my left eye start twitching when I hear it, but I digress. Bigfoot. A Bigfoot is an alleged species of great ape, a hominid in the same genetic family as humans and gorillas, chimp, uh, yeah, chimpanzees. It's supposedly found wild in the wilderness and forests of North America, and yet it's undiscovered and unclassified so far, but possibly a real taxonomical animal, a real species. What makes Bigfoot creepy, then, if it's just a big ape, a big, fat, hairy ape? Well, yeah, he's folklore, but I always take, I like to take a horror slant, if I can, on any topic. And to me, a couple of things make him scary. First, we have no real hard, you know, concrete proof that he exists, and yet people see him all the time. That puts him in the same category as ghosts, right? Hard to prove, but people see them. (laughs) Also, different accounts, you know, some accounts make him peaceful. Others make him like a murderous man-eater. So the thought that you're out there hiking with your family, having a nice picnic or something, and this giant hairy ape jumps out of the trees and rips your family's heads off, that's pretty terrifying to me, you know? Could make a, a movie out of that, couldn't you? And they have many movies. Most of them are terrible, by the way, but anyway. Bigfoot, okay. Let's start with the fact that many are most Native Americans in the uh, North Americas, especially uh, USA, Canada, had legends of a Bigfoot-like creature. You probably know the native name Sasquatch, but that's just one name in one language. There's many, many languages of the uh, original inhabitants of the Americas. Most of them have the same story, the same elements in common. It's basically a very large, very hairy man, or human meaning, you know, uh, males, females, and children. The reason they didn't describe it as an ape, can you guess? That's right, there are no apes indigenous to the the Americas, unless Bigfoot is one of them. So they had no such reference. They they couldn't call anything an ape because they'd never seen an ape or a gorilla or anything like that. So 
And after all, an ape basically is a large, hairy man, right? We humans are homo sapiens. We're just hairless apes, biologically. Whatever else we may also be, we are at least hairless apes. We're hominids. <clears throat> so, show you here. The Tool River Indians have, have the painted rock pictographs, pictoglyphs, I guess graphs in this case, because they're pictures, not language. An example here I'm going to show you of a hairy man and their family, uh, family, his family, and hairy man and his family. If you're watching the video, I'll show you that glyph. If you're listening on the podcast, it basically is a very ancient uh, drawing of, yes, a giant hairy man and his uh, wife and his kid. <laughs> but they're more than just like a man with hair. It's like a big monster kind of creature. And these drawings are up to about a thousand years old, possibly a thousand years old. So they've been around a while, and these legends have been around even longer than that. What about the origin of the name Bigfoot? Where'd that come from? Well, yeah, he's got a big foot, okay, but he also probably has a big shoulder, so why not big shoulder? Well, there's a little story behind it. In 1958, uh, Jerry Crew, this is a person named Jerry Crew, a logging company bulldozer driver um, in Humboldt County, California, discovered a set of large human-like footprints. These were in the mud all over the construction site, and they were about 16 inches long. He uh, talked, to his, talked to his co-workers about it, and they also claimed to have seen these footprints all over the job site. And some of them were telling stories of very large, heavy objects being moved around during the night and so forth. And so they kind of came up with this legend of whatever's visiting them there had big feet, so they started calling him Bigfoot. Okay? That's the origin. Not a super exciting story, but... Yep, big footprints led to Bigfoot. <laughs> Jerry Crew, Mr. Crew, um, he contacted uh, a reporter about this, and it made the news. And they made plaster imprints of the plaster cast of the uh, the imprints, the footprints. And you've probably seen them before. Um, the uh, name Bigfoot kind of took off as a name for these hairy wild men, and it went all over the news. Like I said, all over the world. And so now these days, Bigfoot is the standard term, basically, to describe this unknown creature leaving massive footprints. Now, in 2002, the family of one of Jerry Crew's co-workers stated that this co-worker was the one making the footprints. It was a big hoax. He used like a wooden, wooden footprint and like stamped it into the mud. Who knows? You know, uh, a lot of people can, anything can, anyone can say anything they want, but possibly that was a hoax. Okay. Let's talk a bit, since we're going to talk about uh, real encounters and hoaxes, let's talk about a real famous uh, possible hoax. I'm talking about the most famous Bigfoot film of all, the Patterson-Gimlin film. Here's the story. Okay, so uh, two men, Patterson and Gimlin, uh, they made this film. They were out filming, and in fact, I believe they were out filming to look for Bigfoot. And it's this movie, it's very, very uh, amateur, low-quality movie, but... It's about riding horses through the forest. And then in a part of the movie, they claim that they filmed a Bigfoot. This movie was shot in 1967 in Northern California. And so uh, it was filmed alongside Bluff Creek, a creek or a body of a uh, small river. And uh, it looks like the, uh, they lost the location for a long time, but it was refound because it had been grown over. But now, that, now it's known exactly where they filmed it. Okay, so Roger Patterson and Robert Gimlin. Both of them died, and uh, Patterson on his deathbed insisted it was not a hoax. Gimlin also went his entire life insisting it was not a hoax. And why, is, why does that matter? Well, usually people on their deathbeds will tell the truth, 
because what have they got to lose? But they insisted that it was not a hoax. So the whole film uh, runs for about a minute, and it's only 16 frames per second. Now, just to show you a comparison, <clears throat> I'm filming this video right now at 60, 60 frames per second. It was filmed at 16, 1, 6 frames per second. So obviously it's going to be grainy and shaky and so forth. It was filmed with a, a handheld camera. It is very poor quality film, even for that era, even for the 70s. Um, and basically, let's take a look at it. If you're watching this video, we're going to look at the film. If you're listening, I'll describe it for you. So um, the originally fil original film, like I said, is very shaky. The version I'm going to show you is digitally stabilized, so it looks like the creature is walking in a stable, straight line, even though in the real film he's shaking. But that's just a, a little opt uh, digital trick. All right, so let's take a look at the film right now. Okay, for those of you listening, the video is of a hairy, ape-like creature that walks across a forest scene from left to right as you're watching the video. About three-fourths of the way across, about three-quarters, it turns to look at the cameraman, and then it turns back and continues walking. That's the most famous Bigfoot video. <laughs> okay, some points to consider. First of all, I mentioned that the makers went to their deathbeds insisting it was not a hoax. Uh, top film experts, many of them, have analyzed the hell out of this film because, you know, if Bigfoot's real, we want to know. And most have concluded that, ready for this? It's impossible to tell either way. <laughs> There's nothing with the film itself that was manipulated. Uh, this was the 70s. They didn't have CGI and they didn't have Final Cut Pro, which I used to make this website and our Logic Pro and so forth. They didn't have any of that stuff. It was just film. So the film itself has not been um, tampered with. They filmed whatever was there. The question is, was what they filmed a Bigfoot or a hoax? That's the real question. So uh, the experts have concluded that it's really hard to tell. However, we have this evidence for a hoax. Uh, Philip Morris, a person, not the company, a person named Philip Morris in 2002 who owns a uh, costume and prop company for theater and, uh, and, and screen, uh, he claimed that he made the actual gorilla suit used in that Patterson film. Claims that he was contacted and made it and the person intended it to be a hoax. Now we have another person, Bob Hieronymus, or Hieronymus, yeah, I guess is how you say it, who claimed to have been the person in the gorilla suit, <laughs> or in the ape suit, in the film. He was able to coordinate, coordinate some uh, details, verify some details of the alleged gorilla costume with Morris, the maker, and they matched up. So here we have two people. One claims that he made the ape suit, and the other man claims that he was the one walking in it. Again, anyone can say anything they want. But those are some interesting claims. Now, there's a very interesting analysis of the film from a, uh, a man named Cliff Crook, who is a Bigfoot fanatic, I guess you could say, or a buff, however you want to say it. One man's buff is the other man's fanatic, I suppose. And basically, he has used some enlargement and computer enhancement of the film, one particular frame, or a couple of particular frames, to reveal an object hanging from the fur that resembles metal fasteners used on like a belt buckle or something like that, or a zipper. Here's what he says, open quote. When the guy in the suit turned to look at the camera, it probably snapped loose and dangled from the fur. It's a hoax. Why would Bigfoot be wearing a belt buckle? Close quote. Now, the question, obviously, if it's a belt buckle, then that proves it's a hoax. <laughs> but, the, but the real you know, thing to, to think about, is it a belt buckle? So let me show you here an enhanced and mag, uh, magnified photo of the alleged belt buckle so you can see what you think. For our listeners who are not watching the video, basically it's a very um, uh, zoomed in 
a picture of one of the frames of the video of the Bigfoot film. And I have to say my assessment is that it's hard to see anything. It's so grainy and bad, uh, low resolution and just bad film. And I guess you could argue there's something dangling there kind of from the suit that it could be a belt buckle. It could be also a stick or a leaf or a fluff, a tuft of hair. It's really, really hard to see. I'm not sure this alone proves that it's a hoax. Uh, if anything, it, it, it brings up, it raises the question. It makes it a little more interesting, a little, a little, more, a little more of a mystery. Watch. So um, I don't know. The, the Patterson-Gimlin film, a lot of people think it's a hoax. Other people notice the gate, the walking gate of the creature, how it turns its entire shoulders to look. It doesn't just turn its head, which is what gorillas do. Humans, we can just turn our head from left to right. Our shoulders stay still. Gorillas, they have to turn their shoulders a little bit because of just the way they're built. And so that is what the creature does on the film. Interesting. The way it walks kind of flat-footed also is a hominid trait, a gorilla trait, not a human trait. But I suppose those things could also be faked, right? So undetermined. <laughs> that film is pretty undetermined. What do you think? I think it's a very poor quality film. That's what I think. Okay, since we're talking about Bigfoot film and photos, let me... Um, some of you who are watching on the video, let me show you some photos, and I'll describe them for you if you're listening. Uh, the first one is from Tampa Bay, Florida, and this made it to ABC Action News. It's a full-color, basically close-up photograph of something that looks very much like a gorilla or a gorilla-like creature, and it looks like it's in a swamp up to its, almost up to its shoulders. Florida, of course, has the famous legend of the swamp ape, right? So is this a swamp ape? Well, it looks very realistic. It's either a really, really good suit, really good fake, or some kind of a creature. <laughs> Again, you can fake so much these days with CGI, with just Photoshop, with even practical effects, you know. Um, I don't know, but it's a very interesting photo. Here is another photo that supposedly shows an ape-like creature peering out from behind a tree. I'm not so sure I see much of anything here. I guess you can kind of make out something looking out from behind a tree and it looks kind of hairy. Uh, not a very good quality photo. The best quality photo is the one I just showed you, the color one, by far. Okay, here's another one. Uh, here's one from New Jersey. Not sure about this one. It looks pretty close to the camera, whatever it may be. Here's one from Pennsylvania. Whatever this thing is, it looks enormous and really hairy and really frightening. I mean, it looks like this thing must be eight or nine feet tall if it's, if it's real, you know? But again, most of these photos are out of context and hard to tell. Ready for the most convincing photo, the super convincing photo? Take a look at this one. All right, all right, this one's just a joke. It's a guy in a, obviously in a gorilla costume hiding behind a tree is a joke, for those of you listening. All right, so those are some photos. What else do we have? Okay, so there's a society called the North American Wood Ape Conservancy, which is basically dedicated to Bigfoot, and they call it the North American Wood Ape to make it sound a little more legitimate, respectable, maybe. They have a database of 303 alleges, alleged eyewitness sightings, and they're growing by the year, I suppose. The one I read at the beginning of this episode was from their database. It's a really cool website, actually. If you just Google North American Wood Ape Conservancy, very, very interesting. And they have all these uh, testimonies of sightings, this big database. One thing I noticed when, when going through them is that most of them are nighttime or early morning sightings, which could mean one of two things. One, it could mean because it's still kind of dark that the people seeing them aren't seeing what they really think they're seeing because it's hard to see in the dark. <laughs> or two, it could mean that if it's a real creature that it, it hunts 
our travels in the early morning, late night, right? Some creatures are nocturnal, no, no secret there. There are Bigfoot prints found all over the world. Here is a picture of a collection of plaster casts made from uh, North American prints from the collection of a certain Jeffrey Meldrum. He is a Bigfoot researcher. And if you're, if you're listening and not watching, they're just a bunch of big footprints, and most of them are 16 to 17 inches long, and they're different from different areas, and, and they're all slightly different in shape, but they're all too big to be a human foot. My shoe size is about a 13, and I have giant feet. I can imagine some NBA basketball player, you know, some pituitary case having a 17, size 17 shoe, but these are everywhere. There's not that many humans have feet that big. But these uh, footprints are found everywhere, all over, especially North America. So there's something weird going on out there for, the, for, for sure. I don't know, what do you think? Could Bigfoot be real, or is it just a big hoax, or are people just kind of seeing what they want to be true? <laughs> well, I'll give you a couple of my thoughts briefly. First of all, is it possible that there is yet, or there are yet, undiscovered animals on Earth? 100% yes. In fact, I would be surprised if there were not. Absolutely. Uh, the most likely place to find new animals, of course, is the ocean, especially the deep ocean, the deep sea. But I think it's still absolutely possible on land. I mean, we're, we still are discovering species of things. Uh, most of them are not something as enormous and, and you know, history-making as Bigfoot, but maybe like a new species of frog here and there, right? North America is full of wilderness. If you take a, a plane trip across the U.S. and Canada and look down, you see we're mostly open land and wilderness, the vast majority. Um, and so there, are, there absolutely are places that an ape uh, population could be hiding, especially a smaller one. Absolutely. Second, monkey and ape behavior, kind of a hobby of mine. I know that makes me a weirdo and a nerd. What kind of a person studies monkey behavior? Well, I do. And I find it very fascinating because they're so, they're so similar to us. It's really, really cool. And I've, just, I've watched countless hours of footage and photographs and read all sorts of stuff about real gorillas like in Africa and other uh, great apes in Asia. And I've noticed that, first of all, in a dense forest, they are very difficult to see. They could be sitting there not moving and you never see them because they're very dark. And it's hard to see dark things in a dark green forest. And often, also, they keep to themselves and tend to hide from humans. Gorillas, for example, are, are uh, vegetarians. And, you know, they don't eat meat. Some, some great apes do eat meat, but none of them are man-eaters. None of them go after human beings. Now, granted, if they wanted to, they could rip you in half with, you know, very little effort. <laughs> They're incredibly strong. But mostly, they just want to be left alone. And they tend to be even a little shy and reserved. So if, Big, if Bigfoot really exists in North America, it is possible that it just keeps away from humans. You know, it would be fairly normal gorilla behavior, frankly. Uh, so the possibility that there is a small population of an undiscovered uh, great ape or hominid living in the wilderness somewhere in the world that is kind of reserved, keeps to itself, and doesn't bother people, yeah, that's possible. I'll grant that's possible. I will also admit, however, that the vast majority of all Bigfoot evidence is tenuous at best, right? Fuzzy photos, questionable film, alleged footprints. You know, we have to be honest and admit that there's no real concrete evidence of Bigfoot. There's some circumstantial evidence. You can build a decent circumstantial case. And there are tons of sightings. Uh, but again, nothing concrete. So my conclusion is, unfortunately, not very satisfying. <laughs> I'll conclude that Bigfoot definitely could exist, could very well be a natural animal we just don't know about yet, and could very well rip your head off in, <laughs> on, a, on a hiking trail if it wanted to. 
but has not done so yet. Also, it, it doesn't have to be supernatural. Let's exhaust the natural first. Some people do think something about Bigfoot being supernatural, an alien, a, something from another dimension. But, you know, let's first exhaust the natural before we delve into the supernatural. I think it's very interesting, though, the fact that, or the fact, the possibility that this big ape has just been living out there, you know, with humans on the planet, and we've never, we haven't found him yet. <laughs> it really fascinates me, I guess, and I kind of want it to be true. I would love for Bigfoot to be discovered so that all the Bigfoot enthusiasts could say, aha, we told you, but so far, nothing. What do you think? Do you agree with me? Do you vehemently disagree with me? you think I'm crazy? Well, I am, but do you think I'm crazy for this reason? If you're watching on YouTube, please leave comments. I would love that. Uh, please like and subscribe. It's what keeps the podcast going. And if you're listening on any fine podcasting site, if there is an ability to like or subscribe, please do that also. I'm on podbean.com as well as all fine podcasting sites. So thank you for listening to another episode. Uh, uh, wait. What's that? Oh my God, what the hell? Uh, I better get out of the Haunted Castle studio and get back to my apartment very quickly. Thanks for listening. Uh, sleep well if you can. Bye.